Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome. What's going on? A very, very good Tuesday to you. Nice to have you here. We got a lot of show for you. So let's get at it. What a wild night that was last night in the NFL. You know I'm going to start there, but before I get there, why don't I start with your telephone number? We're coming right down to it now. Before you know it, the year is going to be over because you know I take the last week off prior to the end of the year, so you are running out of time. Meaning you have this week, you have next week. I would love to get you in here. So hit me up right now, 1-800-636-8686. Open phones in our number one. Take advantage. Oh, look who's back, Savage. Thanks for showing up, Savage. Welcome to the party, pal. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Jack Savage in the back row. Welcome to the party, pal. Got that out of the way. In the meantime, you can give us a telephone call. You have that number. If you want to hit me up on the X, do so at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. So if you're wondering where we're going today, coming up at the top of hour number two, a running back for the Tampa Bay Bucks via Zoom, Rashad White. He's having a really nice year. Really nice year. Wild division right there. Coming up at 1040, more football Thought I would check in with my guy, Will Brinson. Chop it up a little bit. Have a little fun. So, Rashad White, Will Brinson, both in hour number two. Hour number one is wide open. So is hour number three. Let's get it. Hey, get on the phones. Get on the phones. I know you know where to find me on the X. I know you know where to find me on email. Get on the phones. one 636 8686 Take advantage of the big ass platform that I am providing for you. All right, with that in mind, why don't we start with last night's matchups in the NFL? Starting with this, you know, it's not that long ago that I called for a ban on the Giants in prime time. Remember, every single one of you, every last one of you were with me on that. Even Giants fan was with me on that. Even Giants fan was tired of watching this team get their faces beat in under the lights. I wanted them banned from prime time for all of time. We all wanted them banned from prime time for all of time. Not just for this season, but banned for life. For life. life. For life. life. For life. 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 I'm on record with it. I said it. I meant it. For life. I'm not going to apologize for it. However, <laughs> however, I can't believe that I am about to say this, but I'm actually glad that that ban never did occur. Because if the ban had happened, we would have never gotten the Tommy DeVito experience. And the Tommy DeVito experience is incredible. It is. The Tommy DeVito experience is the exact opposite of the Danny Turnovers experience in virtually every single way, starting with the fact that DeVito does not turn the ball over constantly. That helps. Also, starting with the way that DeVito actually wins. That also helps. DeVito now has the same number of primetime wins in his career as Dimes. Even though Dimes is the one in the first year of a four-year, $160 million contract. I mean, can you ponder that for a minute? Tommy DeVito, with all of four career starts, 
already has the same number of primetime dubs as Daniel Turnovers. As always, make that make sense. Because it doesn't until we remember what we're talking about here. We're talking about the NFL. Only in the NFL, only in the NFL would you have a Jim Carrey lookalike, sixth overall pick, on a $160 million deal who can't win, and an undrafted practice squatter that the team found on some random Jersey Street corner that still lives with his parents who can't lose. DeVito is now 3-1 and one as the Giants starter this season. Dimes was 1-5. Terod Taylor was 1-2. Yet Tommy Cutlets, as they're calling him, just handed Matt LaFleur his first career December loss. So maybe the Giants ought to go back to whatever Jersey Deli or Jersey Diner or Jersey Pizzeria that they pulled this stud out of and see if there's anybody else around there who can help out. Like Cutlets was having a solid night before that two-minute drill. Then the guy straight turned into Joe Montana. It made marching straight down that field to lock down that dub look like what... Rogan Loam likes to tell me is, quote, light work. Rogan Loam. Light work, Pop. Light work. If anybody was worried that the moment might be too big for that dude, he just hit everybody with a, please, please. In that two-minute drill last night, he was like, please, please. Then my man went straight. Do you know who the hell I am? You know who the hell I am? He was like, oh, forget about it. You know who the hell I am? Forget about it. You know who the hell I am? Forget about it. You know who the hell I am? I guess you don't have that one, Albie. Forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know who the hell I am? Even Brian Dable was bragging about the dude's big brass set after that game, explaining how he never worried about the moment or the stage, or the pressure overwhelming this new legend. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. He keeps his composure. There was really nothing. Here's a couple plays we like. Go out there and rip that son of a bitch. Pretty simple. I mean, simple, not easy, right? Just rip that son of a bitch. Dave's. I don't know. Daniel Dimes never made it look that simple. That Daniel Dimes never went out there and ripped that some bitch. Ripped that some bitch. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. How simple? What Ripped did he do? Ripped that some bitch. Dave's is all caught up in the Devito mania as well. How about Dave's jumping up and down? Dude, nice vert too. By the way, Dave's way to get up, bro. Way to get up. They should have like a combine for coaches. Can you imagine Dave's? Little 40, little 40 yard dash, little vert. Put up some bench reps, I bet. Some Big Mac reps. Urgh, some bench reps. I like to see him on that vert when he gets up to try to hit those things. Anyway, he was all caught up in the mania, jumping up and down. Hug it on the dude at the end of the game. How about Dave's 
finally looking like a reigning coach of the year as opposed to some random blob who was issued licensed giant gear and allowed to stand on the sideline. And all thanks to a random area kid, Tommy F. DeVito. Even Saquon Barkley was talking about this dude's swagger. Damn straight he was after the kid bailed him out. Just reading the defense, taking what they give you, snapping and keep going. Uh, you know, that's rare for, for a rookie quarterback. But with the confidence and swagger he plays with, um, you know, you, you can feel it through the stadium. You can feel it on the sideline and uh, you know, happy we were able to get the win. Tell you what, you could feel that guy's swagger and that confidence all the way out here in SoCal. What a phenomenon this dude is. He's even more of a phenomenon than Portland woman. That's just part of the Tourette's. You know, the word kicked in. You know, well, Romy. You know that, we got this phenomenon up here in Oregon. Got this phenomenon up here Portland in Jersey. Woman. Got this phenomenon up here in the Meadowlands. Anyway, what a phenomenon this dude is. Even his agent is now a phenomenon. You know you're a phenomenon when your agent is a phenomenon because you're a phenomenon. Phenomenon's a great word. You know you're a phenomenon when your agent is a phenomenon because you're a phenomenon. And it's got nothing to do with the phenomenon the Portland woman is. I mean, how about that getup? That agent was rocking last night. And how about that awesome DeVito family making out with itself in the stands? Awesome. The only spectacle that was as awesome, well, I'll tell you who didn't, who probably wasn't enjoying the awesome spectacle of the DeVito phenomenon was Daniel Dimes himself. Because he dimes, I mean, he tries hard, and he looks like Jim Carrey. I'll give him those two things. However, he doesn't have that same energy, that same vibe. He doesn't have that same family orgy. I mean, dimes doesn't bring any of that. None of that energy. I like that energy, that DeVito energy. I like it. And by the way, was that DeVito's agent, or was that some gangster from the 20s? Was that DeVito's agent or some extra from Goodfellas? It's kind of like Lynn Sanity merged with an episode of The Sopranos. It's literally Giants fan watching one of their own walk off the street and become a star. It's one of the most New York, New Jersey things ever. It really is amazing. And I say that as a California native. It's amazing. Incredible, unless you're a Packer fan. And unfortunately, I'm also a Wisconsin resident. Not a native, but a resident. So I've got my part fam in Wisconsin. Packer fan. Hey, I know you're not feeling this. I'm sure for you, Wisco fam, it was insufferable. The hell happened last night? Well, DeVito happened last night. We know this. But how do you let DeVito DeVito you like that? You came in red hot. There was all this hype about the Packers and how they played of late. And then what you have here is a massive missed opportunity to get up to 7-6. and six. Instead, you're sitting on that pile of 6-7 and seven teams all trying to rip that NFC number 7 seed. 
At least the Packers are on top of that pile thanks to the tie breaks. But you just blew a critical game to some random Jersey area kid living out some bizarre childhood backyard dream, but in real life. Because that's pretty much exactly what happened. You know, the reason it feels like that was an embarrassing missed opportunity for the Packers and for Jordan Love, who came in red hot, is because that's exactly what that was, an embarrassing missed opportunity. The Packers were just no match for the power of DeVito mania. A mania so wild that it somehow overshocked or overshadowed the utterly shocking and extremely alarming choke job that the Dolphins pulled off last night. And listen, I'm not one of those hot take artists. I'm really careful before I drop a C-bomb on anybody. Choke is a strong word. Choke is sometimes even a reason to go. Choke is even sometimes a reason for somebody to let the hands go. It's a strong word. It really is. But not in this case. Taking nothing away from Tennessee, but that was straight up a choke job of epic proportions by the Dolphins. Like, when you take a 27-13 lead late, advanced analytics gave the Titans a 1% chance of winning. And yet they did. So how is that anything other than one of the Dolphins' most catastrophic choke jobs ever? How is that anything other than one of the most catastrophic choke jobs by anybody ever? Not only did they lose that game, but they may have lost a shot at the top seed in the AFC as well. Like, I understand that Tyreek Hill tweaked his ankle. I understand that they had a busted-up offensive line. But watching Miami last night and knowing how they've done against teams with winning records, you can imagine the masses jumping off this bandwagon right now. How the hell can you still ride with them when Will Levis is out playing Tua and the Finns are looking at a pretty nasty schedule moving forward. Trust me, the Ravens, even the Chiefs, even the Bills are not sweating Miami right about now. I mean, you know that whole narrative about how the Dolphins can't beat a good team? Apparently, they can't beat a bad team either. Even when that bad team spent most of the night trying to hand Miami the game over and over and over and over again. I mean, what a hideous meltdown. It's not even just the lead that they blew. But how many times did Tennessee try to give them that game? You want to talk about a meltdown, they were trying to out-meltdown each other. It was incredible. The reason it was so bad is because the Titans were melting down just as badly as Miami, and Miami still didn't win. Miami simply out-melted Tennessee in the end. Like the Titans gifted Miami a touch on a horrific pick six inside their own 10-yard line in the first quarter. And they were just getting started. Then they gifted Miami a touchdown on that brutal, go ahead, Alvy, muff. muff. Yeah, right on cue. Muff. Muff. They gifted Miami a touchdown on a brutal muff, muff. in a tie game with six minutes left in the fourth. Then they gifted Miami a third touchdown on a botched pitch on their very next offensive play after the muff. 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 
And all of that put Tennessee in a 14-point hole inside the final three minutes of that game. And somehow, some way, despite all of that, they win. Somehow, some way, in spite of all that, Miami loses. Like I tweeted it last night. I X'd it. I just saw it with my own two eyes, and I have no idea how that happened. Did that actually happen? Wait, you need more. NFL teams had lost 767 times in a row when down 14 in the last three minutes. 0 and 767 until last night. No team had come back from 14 down in the final three minutes in seven years until seven years. See? Seven years off in the pros. In case you didn't know there, there is no cure for that. The dome, slow, I mean, I, I can, real, you know what? It's getting worse, first of all. You know. I bet if I stopped doing this show for 10 years and showed know. up one day, it would pick right back up. Like, I'm not hardwired for it. All right, Albie, thanks. Albie. Gracias. Nobody had done that in seven years until Miami utterly and completely imploded. Well, that's funny, Alvy. Alvy's messing with me now. So they imploded last night. Bradley Chubb admitted after the game, quote, we, this is hilarious, we probably let our foot off the gas a little bit. That's funny, Brad. We probably let our foot off the gas a little bit. You think? We couldn't really tell. Didn't seem like that at all, actually. Totally seemed like the Dolphins were locked in. Totally seemed like the Dolphins were all in at the end of that game. Locked into choking. All in on choking. Hey, no big deal. That's like me after a gallon of almonds on this show. What a choke job. Nothing on the line here. No big deal. Only possibly the top seed in the conference. Got to give some credit to Will Levis. The dude made some massive plays in that furious comeback. And when it came time to go snatch that game, Levis pulled a DeVito, and he went and he snatched it. Who would have ever thought that the two dudes with the most rookie wins this season outside of C.J. Stroud would be Will Levis and Tommy freaking DeVito? Nobody. Not a single person. That's who. So, what I'm getting at is this. Another day and another AFC contender looking shaky as hell. The only AFC team with their bleep anywhere near together right now is the Ravens. And the only person who got anything out of that game last night from Miami was Tua. Because that game prevented him from going back on the pinky cast to play even more tragic acoustic guitar songs under even more tragic singing from the Manning Bros. The Bengals jumped off sides. <laughs> Dolphins jumped. Oh, I got this, I got this. Please, no. No one wants to hear you sing. <laughs> Nobody wants to say any of that. Hey, by the way, before I go to break, can somebody please put some respect on... Cutlets, if you make a throw like this on MNF with the game on the line, you can be called whatever the hell you want. Shotgun snap, pocket, crumbles, long pass, far side, caught over the shoulder. 
It's at the 35 and down the sideline, the 30. Robinson running down that far sideline. Caught the ball in stride. Gets to the Green Bay 23. 32-yard catch and run. What a throw by DeVito. DT. Daniel Turnovers is not making that throw. If DeVito is cutlets, Dimes is popcorn chicken. Maybe worse, chicken sausage. Whatever the hell that is. With all this cutlets talk, you know Dable. You saw how hyped up he was. I guarantee Dabes made a stop at Chick-fil-A on the way home. Stopped at the drive-thru. Said, I'll take it. Well earned, Dabes. Charlie Weiss is proud of you. You make that run. You earned it. You deserved it. What a wild night. 1-800-636-8686. Let me get some reactions since we are open in hour number one. As always, the written clones are way out in front of the calling clones. Hey, you want to get on the air? You want to make your presence felt? You want to cut the line? Call. 1-800-636-8686. Jamie in Green Bay is in. Jamie in Green Bay is consistent, man. He really is. I'm not saying this guy's a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's even an all-star. But he is a solid, consistent, everyday contributor. Quote, War the Giants roster turning into Jersey Shore. I haven't seen that show since back in the day. Since. Just one shot, kid. Just one shot. It's just one shot, kid. That's one shot. Is there a year on that, Alvin? We had so much fun with that for about a week or two. Just one shot, kid. Well, what's his face? 2010? Well, what's his face? Knock some kid cold. Just stupid. That's, over one, That's shot. one shot, kid. That's one shot, kid. Is that That's Ronnie? One shot. That wasn't Mike. That was Ronnie, right? I don't know. Tommy, you know. You live that life, dude. What do you mean you actually don't, dude? Come on. Hey, Tommy. Hey, you know that life. What are you going to do? Tommy DeVito. This is from somebody in Illinois. Tommy DeVito is the new godfather in New York and Jersey. Danny Turnovers better get his shine box because DeVito looks like QB1. Don't ever go against the family. The DeVito family. Forget about it. War Tommy D taking the cannoli. Jimmy K in Illinois. It's fun. Hey, Jim, next week? I think I'm going to head out to MedLife next week and support my boy, Tammy. Regards, Meadow Soprano. Do you know what? One year at the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita, when Meadow was hanging out with Turtle, I saw them together. They were cool, man. They were really nice people. Both of them. Both of them. Jerry, I knew a little bit because he had come on the program, but I had never met Meadow she actually was charming, man. She was great. She is a really, really nice gal. Really nice person. Enjoyed meeting her a lot. They were fun. That was back in the day at the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita. Ryan in Sacktown. Ryan, why are you participating? Ryan, why? It's not Thursday, Ryan. It's not Thursday. Why are you here? 
Save it for the beefs. All right, I'll give you a shot. Dear Jimmy Coldcuts, DeVito's agent may be a phenomenon, but he's not a made man in this jungle family. Regards, Michael Franzis, Jungle Don. You see, Ryan, like you suck at everything outside the beefs, dude. Don't. I know why you're ambitious and you want to show that you're more than that, but you're not. You're not. Don't. Let's see here. Nakatomi writes, not sure who has more swagger. Tommy Cutlets or the Jardians chick. Hey, Nakatomi, I'm not sure who's more blocked. You or Wells. Good news is, I don't think I need to know. You just both are. How did I go 20 years without ever blocking anybody, and now all of a sudden it's a free-for-all? All because of one topic. Is it so hard not to follow my directions? And one more as I go to break. At Columbus Hawk 74 on the X, Jim, this has to be the most amazing season for backup quarterbacks. You got old man Flacco. Turning back the clock, Cutlets balling, and Jake Browning looking like Joe Burrow. Incredible. It's a solid take. A little over the top, but a solid take. It's true, right? Flacco is on the verge of saving the Browns season. Joe Flacco, of all people. Joe Flacco is coming off a game that was better than any game that the Creep has had since he signed that crazy contract. Fact, Browning looks amazing. And what can I say? I just did 20 minutes on cutlets. Josh Dobbs had his five. Gardner Minshew's playing well. It's true. I mean, if your starting quarterback going down is, how about backup quarterback, the Coog Hunter? He had a minute. You need it, right? It's very clear that every starting quarterback is an endangered species. Justin Herbert, for instance. Hell, let us not forget, and it was this year, even Tyson Bajant had a moment. They all have. You better have a backup QB. The Giants have a great backup QB. Daniel Turnovers. All right, when we come back, sorry, not sorry for that epic open. The next segment is going to be epically short. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but the price of everything is going up. I mean everything. And if you happen to be stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, that is not where you want to be. The financial burden can be crushing. So it's time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you're stuck in. You might not be stuck in it. There might be a way out. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over a decade and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. And they might be able to help you too. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and what your options are for cancellation, call Wesley right now for your free timeshare exit kit. See how you can become timeshare free. That number is 800-462-3333. 
800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. This is not good. At Adam Schefter on the X, quote, now official, Chargers QB Justin Herbert is undergoing season-ending surgery today on the fractured right index finger that he suffered Sunday per league source. That's not good. Not good. That has not been a good season for the Chargers, who had extremely high expectations. My man, if you want to have, I know we're not going to have any victory barbecue, which I was never invited to. I've told this story. He and I live in the same neighborhood. And, you know, Justin Herbert's a super dude. Great quarterback, great guy. We live in the same neighborhood, on the same side of the neighborhood. I have friends who are neighbors of his and they've told me that he has victory barbecues. And so when he came on the program one day, I said, dude, not to be weird, not to invite myself, but I am available for the victory barbecue. And I still have not heard from him. My man, I want you to know that I'm also available for the surgery barbecue, the rehab barbecue. Anything you want, I'm here for you. I'll bring the meat. Burgers, steaks. Brats, whatever you need. Just the neighborly thing to do. You don't see a lot of that in Cali. I see that in Wisconsin, where we have a home in the Northwoods. It's unbelievable. Like our neighbors there are so much friendlier than my neighbors here. So I want to change that. I want to be the guy to change that. Yo, Jay, let me know when you're ready. If the surgery is today, I probably know where that's going down. No offense, bro. I do know where you live. I may be coming over with some tri-tips tonight, my man. There's Ryan in Sacktown. He obviously is not listening to me. I'm not going to read that gibberish. This guy, here's another one. Eric in Castle Rock. He writes, quote, Yeah! Rome, after the Dolphins scored late in the fourth quarter to go up 27-13. No! Rome, after the Titans... Came back to win 28-27 and below the point spread. I'm going to let you in on a dirty, filthy little secret. You know how I don't root? I don't. If I pick a team and I lay the points and I see that they're not going to win that bet, I privately root for the underdog to come back and win. I'm just going to be real with you. Private. So once I saw that they were not going to cover and I was going to lose that bet because I do like the Titans anyway, damn straight, I was pulling for the comeback. Why? Better story. A Dolphin win and me losing the bet doesn't really give me a hell of a lot to talk about. However, the Titans coming back and doing something that had not been done in 767 games or times, that gives me something to talk about. I'm fine with that. Given the amount of money I bet on that game, I get way more out of good content than I do a winning bet. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? For the amount of money that I wagered on that, I get way more return on my investment 
in Tennessee coming back and stabbing Miami in the heart. I would rather that happen than me winning that bet. Because the bet means nothing, really, in terms of money. and doesn't give me a hell of a lot to talk about. This, on the other hand, priceless. So you're wrong. I wasn't, yeah, no. Actually, I was, but you reversed it. And I did break my own rule. I made a rule for myself. I will never, ever, ever, I said this before the game, I will never, ever lay double-digit points in an NFL game ever again. The NFL is so unpredictable, and it's way too big a number. So I made that rule. Because without rules and discipline, where are any of us? Well, the rule lasted five minutes. Then I broke it. Then I laid the points. And, of course, they got punked. Of course. So I am reinstituting the rule. I will never, ever lay double-digit points in an NFL game ever again. Until the next time I break that rule. All right, let's break. Hey, where are the good phone calls? Uh, One more thing about phone Wait, Tommy. Hold up, Albie. Tommy, let's remind them right now about the holiday cards. The Christmas cards. There he is. What's up, What's dude? up, boss? Yeah, you know, so talk to me. Did did we get any cards? And if not, how do they get their cards in? We got a bunch already. We got a whole pile of them. You can send them to Rome at haveatake.com, which is just our normal show email. Um, just make sure that they are clean to air on television, so nothing inappropriate in these cards. They don't have to be like, you know, formally made, professionally made Christmas cards that you scanned in, but they should have something like on Dodger them. Not like Dodger Channel does. Yeah, but they should have something on them that makes it known who it's from, at minimum, and you can't impersonate anybody else. Um, you know, no fake Paul's dogs or anything like that. Just send a nice holiday card and we'll put it on TV. I like the way we have disclaimers now. Also, remember the other thing we talked about yesterday? I said I'm working on a book project, quote unquote, and I'm looking for certain callers. Have you reached out to any of the callers to I let them know? I have begun reaching out to callers response has been good so okay glad to hear it be on the lookout for a message from me if you haven't gotten one yet there you go thank you tommy i I mentioned that yesterday i've been collaborating we're working on a book project and the author in question said one of the first things i want to cover is the clones the clone nation who they are what they represent what they mean to you what they mean to the show how are they different i said you know what the best way to do this is for let me or have me let you talk to some of the clones. So if Tommy reaches out to you, it is not a prank. It's the real thing. I'm trying to set up some phone calls with some of you clones with this author. So keep that in mind. I just don't want you to put block on the phone and say somebody's jerking with me. We're not. We're looking to provide yet another stage for you clones. I know you're addicted to the lights, the bright lights, the big city, the big stage. Hey, Alvy, you think I can run this thing out to like 40 or 45 and break my record? <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Why not just take this thing to the top of the hour? What break. are you going to do? Fire me? All right, actually, let's take a break. Here you go. Time for a short timeout. Here is a sports update. <laughs> From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. 
Big head James Kelly's already making trouble. If you ask me, who you got Sunday? 49ers minus 13 and a half versus the Cards. Already putting my rule, quote unquote, to the test. I said that I would never, ever lay double-digit points ever again in the NFL. And then I did, and then I got worked. And looky here, 49ers, best team in the league right now, minus 13.5 versus the Cards. I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until somebody on Arizona gets hurt, and then it goes to 14.5 with a hook. And then I'll probably do it. We'll see. Let's see here at Kelly Wood. I wonder if it's the actual Kelly Wood. At Kelly Wood, didn't Jay Stu star in a movie with Meadow Soprano? By the way, yes. Great pull. Not only not only did he star in a movie with quote Meadow Soprano, but the movie was Call Me. The Rise and Fall of Heidi Fleiss. Now we're going back. Alvy, do you have any sound of Jay Stu starring with Meadow Soprano in The Rise and Fall of Heidi Fleiss? Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, please. <laughs> that makes me Yvonne, laugh. Yvonne, just a couple, please. I think we all know that drop, but we didn't know that drop was from the Heidi Fleiss movie. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, please. He's playing a photog. He's trying to get a couple of picks. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, please. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, please. I wonder how many takes that took the wooden and laconic Jay Stu to Yvonne, nail. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, Was please. he one take Jay Stu? Or were they Yvonne, out there for Yvonne, like three just hours? just a couple, please. All right, so there was a time back in the day when the godfather, Stan Brooks, used to cast Jay Stu in movies. And when he would do so, Stan was very good about availing the stars not that Jay Stu was not a star, but the stars of those movies. And some of them were such good sports. Jamie Lynn came on this show to talk about what it was like to star alongside Jay Stu in The Rise and Fall of Heidi Fleiss. Listen to what she had to say on this show back in 04. How rewarding was it to star alongside our Jason Stewart, who played the role of paparazzi in the movie. I mean, what did you learn from Jason Stewart? It was really exciting. Um, you know, he was probably one of the reasons why I took the role after Thunder he was cast. We talked a lot about, like, methods and what he kind of goes through to prepare for a role, and he gave me a lot of coaching, and um, he helped me a lot, especially in some of my difficult scenes. He was kind of, you know, my guardian angel on set there. Wow. Jamie Lynn Descala. How incredible is that? She is so awesome. Everybody will tell you so. And again, I haven't spoken to her in years. I haven't even heard that cut in years. How awesome was that? <laughs> Living up to all the hype. She said that Jay Stu was her guardian angel on set. And they talked about method and other things. She also said that she hopes that she gets an opportunity to work with Jay Stu again in the future. I would imagine that you and your manager will be looking for other scripts that have Jay Stu involved as well, considering how well that went for you. It is, yeah, it's definitely something that I look for and, you know, hope to work with him again if, if he will work with me again. It definitely was a really positive experience. And um, I know that a lot of people are dying to work with him. 
and I just feel really lucky that I was one of them. Jamie Linda Scala, that is incredible. That, that's one of my favorite flashbacks ever. I had forgotten how great she was. I told you when I met her at the Breeders' Cup, I thought she was just delightful. I mean, she was so nice. She was so charming. And then I remembered, I had forgotten that. That is an incredible, incredible exchange. What a legend she is. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, please. Kelly Wood, nice job. Way to bring that up. You see, clones are responsible for creating content. You can do it. You can do it. Carl did too. War Meadow Soprano being in the Heidi Fleiss movie with Jay Stu. Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, please. At R. Smith 0906 on the X, quote, You haven't been invited to the Victory Barbecue because we don't win a lot of games. Signed, Justin Herbert. I don't think that's the reason. There are barbecues. I think he's just not interested in having me around. I even tried to invite myself. It didn't work. You can't say it's not a matter of convenience, bro. I could walk to your house. I can smell your barbecue from my house. So it's not a matter of proximity. It's not a parking issue. You can't blame it on that. You can't say that I can't get inside the gate. I'm already inside the gate. My man, with all due respect, I got there long before you. It's almost like, I mean, I know that you're way more successful, way more popular, way more everything than I am. But bro, I did get there first. It's kind of the neighborly thing to do. We all invite each other to barbecues in that neighborhood. Actually, none of us invite each other to barbecues in that neighborhood. But you should make a exception. Be the first. All right. When we come back, we are going to talk to Rashad White, who's having a really nice year. That's coming up next. Stay tuned.